Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. He's back from Lithuania. How you doing, Pete? What's going on? Oh, good. I am, you are the host of Abroad Japan. I am the sidekick of Abroad Japan, and I <laughs> uh, occasionally fulfill that role to, with a plum, uh, but most weeks I don't, so I'd like to apologise to everyone. Um, no, good, man. Yeah, uh, Lithuania was uh, sparkling, very much enjoyed that uh, the city of Vilnius I was there for a very short period of time under two days uh, but it was worth the horrific uh, like kind of end of day situation that uh, met myself and my friend Craig uh, on the way out from Luton Airport and on the way back as well uh, astonishing scenes at Luton Airport I mean it wasn't even COVID related it, they weren't even checking the documents I don't think they were just doing the passport thing and you know how many planes are coming in you know how many planes are going out just put enough staff on for that <laughs> what's it what what nothing happened then you, there's no it was just a lo- just a lord of bloody uh, just just a lot of queuing, uh, and then and then the people who were in the queues, uh, there were the, the flights leaving. It had to be filled with people, so they were shouting, "Right, who's next for Faro? Who's next for oh, uh, I don't know uh, Warsaw? Who's next for Krakow?" And then and so people would be running out of the lines to join. The, a longer line than they were in the first place. They would have been through if they'd stayed in the original line. And they would, and, and this was the organ. This, these were the people from Lewin Airport. And I just felt so for, so sorry for the people who were actually at the baggage handling and the you know the the, the desks uh, that I deal with a lot of stuff. Um, and then you get to Vilnius in Lithuania, and it's this beautiful listed building. It's this beautiful wow. kind of. It looks like a town hall. Uh, the the old bit of Vilnius Airport. Anyway, and uh, I lost my. I left my Nintendo Switch on on the flight oh, no. uh, by accident. And I just went to the desk and went, any chance of, uh, you know, me filling them in a form for lost property? They went, oh, it's all here. We got it. And then they just handed it to me. I mean, just (laughs) honestly, I've never been more interested. I've never been more into uh, a city as Vilnius because it's just it's it was just so good. So cheap. So vibey. Everyone was lovely. Everyone was sweet. Everyone's English was excellent because I saw learning Lithuanian for one weekend. Um, But it was. Yeah, it was wonderful. You always learn one word, Asti Prasho, which is sorry, I think. <laughs> oh, Atsi Prasho. Time for the uh, Pete Donaldson's brand new podcast, Abroad in Lithuania. Abroad Talking in about Lithuania. Lithuanian politics. 
every Tuesday. Give us the podcast. I know Chris. what you mean, though. Like British, L- British airports. Going back to British airports, just quickly. Mm. It's just something about like like people are so rubbish at getting on planes in the UK. You know, we get on a plane in the UK, we're like, oh, I'll just slowly get to my seat. I'll block the aisle. No one can move. Yeah. I'll put my bag I'll, up. I'll, I'll open up the open up the, uh, the the overhead baggage and, and, and sort of just like, amble around. Oh, no, I've forgotten my, my earphones. I've forgotten my eye mask. But look, my Nintendo it, Switch, I, it, where has it gone? That was my Nintendo <laughs> You're part Switch. of the problem. Yeah, exactly. I'm clearly part of the problem. But I mean, I just felt so sorry through the desk. And then we got back and we were in a queue for about an hour. And there was a guy three or four people in front of us and he was tapping away on his phone and I went, I bet he's tweeting about the big queue that we're in. Uh, and he and he did. He, he was tweeting, this guy, he's, I think he's a sound designer. Uh, weirdly, we had uh, one or two friends in common on Twitter and uh, he was tweeting about how poor the, the lines were in, in the queue at Luton. So I was like following mm. what he was tweeting and he was taking pictures of, of the queue that we were all in and I felt like he going, hey, stop taking pictures of this queue and put them on the internet. <laughs> Fun boy. <laughs> but like, well, I mean, it's like you come to Japan, right? Uh, people get on planes extremely fast here. They do something revolutionary. Mm. When they get on a plane, right, with your luggage, rather than stand in the aisle and put the bags above your seat, you get into the sort of seating area and then you put it above. Yeah. If you yeah. know what I mean? You get yeah. in front of your seat, mm. off the aisle. But people in the yeah. UK just don't do that. And that's, shot, and that's why planes never, ever leave on time. And I hate flying <laughs> domestically or around Europe in general on little planes. <laughs> Japan nails that. People are good. Yeah, um, very polite. But while you've been in Lithuania, I've had a good week. I met Ken right. Wata Nave. Finally, nine oh, years. It's done. Chris. Why win? I finally met the person I've been joking about meeting for almost a decade <laughs> now. A goal that became a dream that became reality. It's done. Yeah. And I can't you believe it. You met him. How how did this incredible meeting of the minds, the two performers, uh, come about? I bet it was like uh, inside the actor's studio, <laughs> with, not as well. with Sir Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> but with a crap interview. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I it was really bad actually. I didn't sleep the night before because I was really nervous about doing this. Oh, wow. And yeah. I, you know, I interviewed him and met him on like one hour's sleep. I don't know how I got through the day. I think I had to drink like four or five coffees to get through it. But yeah, it was good. It was just a bit surreal because he, mm. I remember he just walked into the, the, his, his coffee shop where we did the interview and uh, it's just like everyone jumps on him, starts asking for autographs. Basically, right. uh, as I met, I, like I did a documentary a few years ago on the tsunami and there's a town in North Miyagi, about an hour north of Sendai, and he owns a coffee shop there. And Ken has sort of adopted this town. Back when the tsunami happened in 2011, he got stuck into this town called Kesanuma and helped out. And he loved the people there so much that he set up a coffee shop. And mm. we went there in 2018 for like a tsunami documentary. And I was, I think we were trying to meet Ken on the day, trying to time it. But we messed up. Rotoro had a man who was supposed to organize it. He forgot and we didn't get to meet <laughs> Ken. Interestingly, though, I met yeah, Ken. No. And uh, when I met Ken, I was like, oh, have you seen the documentary? He's like, no, no, I haven't. And so somebody along the He's way liked me. He's a very busy man. He's a very like, busy oh, yeah, man. Ken's watched it. He liked it. He hasn't seen it. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I don't remember giving permission to film there. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's a bit awkward. But yeah, no, it was good. It was good. And um, it's just, just a bit weird and surreal. But um, some yeah. sort of focusing on his life off screen sort of mm. being a part of this town and just being stuck in with the locals. He's friends with everyone there. He knows everyone. He's uh, 
He's, I was going to say he's a bit of a celebrity around town, but he's just a, a celebrity he's anyway. He's a bit of a celebrity he's Ken Watanabe. Exactly. <laughs> how but, uh, how do, do the people of his town kind of, because um, they used to sing Ken Watanabe, one of the famous, most famous Japanese men ever, mm. uh, do they ever sort of, um, do they sort of, have they kind of gotten used to his celebrity and, and the way that he uh, attracts uh, a bit of a, a bit of a carnival, mm. a bit of a sideshow wherever he goes? Yeah. Have they kind of accepted that or do they sort of go, oh my God, it's Ken Watanabe? <laughs> no, I mean, some of the locals are kind of shocked and surprised because he's not there all year mm. round. You know, he sort of turns yeah. up several times a year. I think with COVID, it's been a bit more difficult. But like he yeah. he knows a lot, all the locals uh, really well. They're his good friends. So it doesn't mm. feel like that. Like he just talks to everyone like they're, you know, just his, just his friends really. So it's kind of a mm. really natural sort of situation. But uh, yeah, so I'm sort of chronicling his time there and I'm meeting up with him again uh, next the next sort of week or two and mm. then beyond that one more time so i think there's going to be two or three filming sessions together and sort oh, of get this documentary which i'll probably call i spent a week with japan's biggest with rock star, uh, movie star yeah yeah <laughs> a week with ken a week with ken but no, it was cool it was, it was a surreal thing i kind of wanted to get natsuki in it again like i did with hyde but <laughs> I feel this is a bit more serious than that. Oh, grow up, Chris. Oh, I don't come wanna... on. Let show, let Natsuki see the Watanabe. Oh, could you God. be any more Watanabe? No. Could you want an <laughs> Watanabe anymore, Ken? Oh, dear. You, you, that, no, but that would have been quite that. good if that you got it right the, the first way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Apologies. Well, I just edit it out, can't I? So Edit that out. Oh, <laughs> to get no, it right You the can't first edit time. that out now. No. But can <laughs> you what it now be more, Ken? Can you, can you, yeah. Can you what... Can you what an RB more of a movie star? You, you've got to say that. Next recording session, next filming session, uh, the first thing you say is, can you what an RB more of a movie star? And then he'll just look at you and go, this is over. This uh, unholy union has ended. Uh, you can't work with me anymore. <laughs> well, guys, we're holding auditions for the new Pete Donaldson. Send your emails in to brownjapanpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to be a part hey, of the podcast. It's your email, mate. It's your email box. The other one has to go through them all to find the eight proper emails next week. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, God. But no, we'll, we'll see. Maybe maybe, maybe we'll introduce Natsuki to Ken. I don't know. We'll see. I mm. feel like I've got to okay. break more bread with Ken. <laughs> break more rice um, break let's, more let's rice. get into story of the week though but yeah no crazy situation yeah. still can't believe it it's going to be good it's going to be crazy mm, and fun. I, I was worried people wouldn't believe me when I posted the photo with him um, him and I having a coffee right I thought yeah. oh, people are just going to think I photoshopped this like there's like a conspiracy <laughs> group of people who don't think we saw Mount Fuji in Journey Across Japan last year they thought like oh, I photoshopped right. it or rotoscoped it in because in the video in the videos, because is it is so After Effects tracking good enough? It is. Yeah, you could do it. You could yeah. do it. Yeah, you, you know. could do it. Oh, in front of sounds a green like you're admitting screen, it. Sorry, no. Sounds like you you no. give them a crumb for, to, to, for no. them to devour on the Never. Reddit. <laughs> well, I that's why I posted two photos. One of them us having coffee, and the other one him and I just just sitting on some grass. <laughs> it just looks like oh, a date yeah, or something. Just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> should be good. Uh, and um, you can look forward to watching that probably in January, guys. Should be out mm. around then. Uh, oh. Let's dive in to Story of the Week. And it's from uh, Carwin and Rose. Hi, Chris. Hi, cool Chris and coolish Pete. Cool Chris. Back in November 2019, while staying in Kyoto, we decided to take a trip to Nara. 
the ancient capital. Uh, as we rode the train back, I saw one of the stops along the way was Inari Station, which, as you know, is directly outside the entrance to the Fushimi Inari Taisha, the sort of string of gates, the red gates going mm. up the mountains of Kyoto. It wasn't on our itinerary for the trip, so we hadn't researched it properly beforehand and didn't know what to expect besides there being a long row of Tory gates like you see on the cover of every travel brochure. So we jumped off the train in blissful ignorance, said goodbye to civilization, and started our blind venture up the secluded mountain at what was now around 11pm at night. The sight was amazing, but amidst our bewilderment was an ever-growing feeling that something was off, like we weren't alone. We had been exploring for nearly an hour at this point, desperately looking for something to signify the end of the trail. We weighed the odds, then admitted defeat, and decided to go back the way we came, since we at least knew it could get us home and uh, get 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 out, uh, get back to our hotel, and that's when we heard a twig snap behind us. Then another, and another. We stopped dead in our tracks, frozen with fear. Suddenly, a blood curdling squeal came up from the trees, followed by grunts and groans. <laughs> God, deep groans, gravely unhuman. Then it started getting louder and louder. And then we saw it. Two shadows crawled out onto the path behind us, just a few meters away, blocking our way home. Their squeals getting more aggressive, like they were fighting over who get the first dibs at the delicious human dessert that stood a few meters away. The shadowy creatures on their path were then joined by three or four more. They shrieked and squealed as they crawled under the Tory gates into the light of the lamps. It was at this moment we realized that the creatures blocking our way were a gang of chunky little boars. Oh, no, not balls. We made it back alive, <laughs> except to put the perfect cherry on top of our exhausting late-night adventure. When we finally got back to the train station, it was shut. I could only laugh. Are boars dangerous in Japan? Were we in any danger? Is it common for boars to attack people, like my girlfriend says, or could we have just walked through them and watched them scamper away? Keep up the amazing work, guys, uh, from Carwin and Rosie from London. I was half expecting it to be... We heard grunts and groans turn the corner. It was Pete Donaldson. Because I remember oh, you went up you went up at night to, around the shrines. I did. Around the same, only a year, it was a year earlier though, wasn't it? 2018. It was, yeah. Well, the thing is, I think um, I read at the time that boars grazed mm. near the uh, the old Inari shrine. So Pretty it's dangerous. not like, uh, yeah, well, yeah, they, they, you know, they, they they can give you a nasty bite, I would say, the old, the old boars. Well, but they've yeah, got like it, a tusk. It, they can pierce you with it. Ooh, and uh, <laughs> Tusk up your bum. You know. Killed King Robert in Game of Thrones, didn't it? <laughs> Triggered the whole war of the, the kingdoms. I, they, yeah, I mean, they are quite dangerous. You have got to be quite careful of them. And um, mm. we've had this, we've had stories like this before, haven't we? Of folks being a bit bold and daring, going up there at night, and they're running across a wild boar. Never like a fleet of wild boars like this, though. I mean, no. I don't know what I would do. What, what would you do? How'd you get out I'd, of this, uh, Rosie? I'd sing the uh, I'd sing the uh, song "Wild Boar" at them. Wild Boar, Wild Boar, <laughs> never look. No, I would. Uh, then you get yeah, stabbed I'd, to death. I, I would push stabbed over. I'd push tusk. over. Yeah, I'd push over the um, the gates onto the onto the bars and run away. Oh, desecrate a, 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 a national monument. Down the mountain. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a lovely domino Dominoes. system. Why haven't they? Bearing in mind that because of the the designs of the little little pencils in the ground, the little uh, the little gates, uh, the the gate after gate after gate, you can't re- you can't see outside of the passageway they have been created. So why doesn't some enterprising uh, individual uh, mm. to attract people to whatever uh, unlovable town they they found themselves uh, in charge of? Why don't they just 
build another set of those Tory gates because those gates are such a tourist trap and you, you can't get a decent picture these days because there's so many people on them, uh, you know, pre-COVID. Um, so why doesn't some enterprising town just make a load of these Tory gates somewhere else? And it's the same photograph as you get mm. in Inari. <laughs> just just make it again, make more of them again uh, and people can get their, their, their shots and pretend they were in Inari, uh, Ifushimi Inari, Taisha, whatever they call Copyright, it. Copyright, isn't it? Copyright. Pick. Copyright. They, they, a few places have done it. Like uh, there's have a place they? in Yamaguchi that I did a video with, with Ryotaro. Uh, we, we had some fugu, like blowfish, mm. like Homer Simpson. And we went to somewhere that was kind of similar, but not as impressive. There must have been like right. 50 shrines going down into the sea. Um, right, okay. But yeah, you're right. Why don't you get one? You should do well, one back home in the UK in Essex. Yeah, you would, you wouldn't people, look, it would look exactly the same. <laughs> it would look exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, boars are, I don't think I've ever seen a boar in Japan, thankfully. I wouldn't want to. Mm. Uh, but what I, I've seen the aftermath of the boars. When I did the Fukushima documentary, we walked through um, a town that got was completely like left behind, abandoned, right? About mm. five miles from the nuclear reactor. And a lot of the, a lot of the shops were smashed to pieces. The shop fronts were smashed and there was like damage. And I was like, mm. oh, is it burglars? And my guide was like, no, wild boars, wild boars. <laughs> and apparently the oh. boars, and they're not just any boars, they're radioactive boars because they've Uh-oh. they've consumed food and drink from the, the Fukushima nuclear exclusion zone. So they are irradiated yeah. animals um, that I think they've tried to put down um, because of that, right? Yeah. So radioactive it's wild boars. Sort of, how would you, I mean, these days it would probably be easier because you could have like a sort of, how would you put down all of the balls in the area? It sounds like a Far Cry side mission. Um, like <laughs> if you sort of, it, you'd need like a heat heat camera maybe. That would probably help, wouldn't it? I'm just trying to, I'm literally just trying to think how I would go about um, a board genocide. I, I don't mean to. I don't, I don't know why the, the podcast today has turned into this. Uh, we've gone from Ken Montanabe to shooting uh, balls in the face with a shotgun. That's where we've got to. So apologies. <laughs> Wild board Genocide with Pete Donaldson. Another podcast for the pile. It's another one. <laughs> I mean, I I think they should let the boars be, to be honest. Let them go. Let, let the, the boars be. live. Let the boars down. I guess it's dangerous because then they'll breed and give birth to mm. radioactive superhero wild boars, like Ninja Turtles, Look, but Ninja Boars. It's, it, it? it's the way the world's going, isn't it? It's the way the world is going. <laughs> Wasn't like Bebop or Rocksteady a wild hog? I think I think Bebop or Rocksteady was one of it. Was like, is it Bebop? Bebop had like a kind of he had like sort of tiny glasses and like a, a like a mohawk, uh, and I think Rocksteady might have been the boar. Either way, uh, two terrible guys. What is that? What is that? Rocksteady from uh, from Bebop. the Ninja Turtles. They were they were from uh, uh, Bebop yeah. Rocksteady. They were from uh, they were kind of uh, I don't know why they were called Bebop Rocksteady, but they yeah they were <laughs> kind of like very eighties kind of like cool cats, cool cool balls. Well, at least we've birthed a brand new brand of superhero wild boar boys. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, I mean, hopefully Bull they'll boys. they'll let them go. They'll let them live just like they did with the cows, the radioactive cows, right? That guy keeping 200 cows alive in the fields of Fukushima. Good man, good man. <laughs> well, we've not come here to talk about radioactive animals all day long. Um, this mm. week, there's an interesting study that's been done for the top 30 foods that go best with a bowl of white rice. And study. Study's a bit strong, study. Chris. Come on, mate. Study. 
They they asked, how many people that. did they ask? How many people did they ask? I don't know. It's not a study. That, 1,393 people. That's quite a lot of people. <laughs> That's we, a lot of people, but I, would, I wouldn't call it a study necessarily. Study. It's a, it's a pop a quiz, study. isn't it? It's a, it's, it's a thing you do on Family Fortunes. <laughs> I think I mean, we've had worse things that have gone under the guise of being a study in the past, though. We've True. had like, True. what do Japanese women think of guys? And they interview like four people at Harajuku, and that's all of that's they represent <laughs> all of Japanese women ever in the history that's, of Japan. That's what you, yeah. And then you try the chat blinds, or, or you know, or, or try out on your mate uh, to, for a YouTube from a YouTube uh, uh, a content like Chiaki. She has to answer a lot of <laughs> weird questions from you, and, and you, then you just blame on the internet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am the facilitator of just. Just shit, really. Um, that's, that's, that's my new title. <laughs> hey, it's Wikipedia. got your studio. Don't worry about it. Oh, no. <laughs> right, so we, I, 30 is a lot of foods to go through. And to be honest, yeah. on, the, on, the, on the last sort of 10, I don't know what half these foods are. But we're going to go through the 10. Right. We're going to go through the 20 foods that uh, 1,400 people <laughs> representing all of Japan have said go well with rice. And I want you, Pete, to tell me and our listeners if you think yay or nay to these things if they go well with <laughs> going rice. Through tw- yeah, we're going through 20. Right. Okay. Don't worry, it won't take long. Right. <laughs> All right. First one, number 20. And this is in order of yep. if it goes well Preference. or not. So at the lowest right. end, number 20, raw egg goes well raw with egg, a bowl yes. of white rice. I love yes. a hot bowl of white rice and just a raw... It's usually just the yolk, isn't it? The yolk, yeah. lovely yolk. You mix it in. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Big fan of that. It's one of those things, isn't it? The first time you do it, you're like, no, this, this is wrong. A good idea. This is wrong. Yeah. But you get a, if you go to like a Japanese traditional inn for breakfast, it's my favorite thing. You get like an egg and you put mm. a little bit of soy sauce in it. You sort of stir yeah. it up a little bit, break the egg up, break the egg yolk, and then pour it on a bowl of rice. And it just has a, mm. it gives the rice a nice sort of savory umami flavor, mm. doesn't it? It's quite good. So yeah. I, I agree. Beautiful. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. In number 19, we have miso mackerel, literally mackerel that has been soaked in miso sauce. Not really had it, to be honest. I couldn't possibly speculate. I may have had it in a Rio can back in the day, but I, yeah, I don't really know, to be honest. So 19, not a clue. It's all right. I'm not really that big on uh, miso mackerel. That gets a, a mm. thumbs down from me. Next up, mm. number 18, we have umeboshi pickled plum. No, thank you. you. That? Get that out of my house. <laughs> Get out of my house and take your plums with you. <laughs> I mean, that's another popular one, particularly sort of breakfast, right? Traditional breakfast yeah. in Japan. I don't like... I love sour things, but something about sour plums, it just seems wrong. I think it's because it just right. feels like They're the, the right. plum's gone off. It just feels like mm. a, a plum's expired, a and I've never plum. really got around that. Right. But weirdly, I like uh, umeshu, like pl- yeah. sour plum wine. Yeah. Weird how the mind works, <laughs> especially me. Number 17, we've got Szechuan <laughs> twice-cooked pork. What about that? Kind of spicy Szechuan pork. Again, never had that. Uh, I, I fear we may have to be skipping through these pretty quickly by the time we get All to right. the top 10. But no, never had the Szechuan uh, twice-cooked pork. What's that like? Spicy, but not too spicy. It's spicy. It's basically oh, just pork sort of marinade in, marinated in like soy sauce and uh, sort of right, spicy okay. sauce. It's all right. I see. Number 16, we've yeah. got kimchi and pork stir fry. Oh, that's, that's a good, that's a classic stir fry. I'm a big fan of that. I guess a thumbs up from me. Number 15, chicken <laughs> numban, which is fried chicken and a sort of sweet and sour uh, tartar 
sauce and I love Ooh. it so much and I had it yesterday and <laughs> I had the greatest indigestion ever because I ate so fast because <laughs> it was so good <laughs> are you a fan of chicken it nan sounds bun? lovely never had a chicken nan bun but I'd very much, I would uh, very much like to uh, try it I'd probably have to cook it over here but uh, I can't imagine there's many places that does nan bun but it's, I mean it's basically just some sort of karage chicken with tartar mm. sauce you could, it's probably one of the easier things to do at home, actually. Yeah. But beautiful stuff. Uh, number 14, miso soup. I mean... Classic. That's classic. That's breakfast for me. In a it is. It's got, that's got to go yeah. there. Uh, number 13, croquet. Potato croquet. Or is it croquet? <laughs> Potato croquet. <laughs> <laughs> that's How a very bumpy game of croquet, I would say. Yeah, no, uh, croquet... Um, a bit too too many carbs here, and to be honest, like uh, number number twelve, fried eggs. I'm, I mean, I'm not having that even. That's just too greasy, too carby. Uh, so too raw eggs, good fried eggs, too bad. Ricey. Exactly correct. Fried eggs on a lot of uh, unless it's in with a lot of like pork. I just fried mm. egg just unwelcome. Give me just the raw egg uh, and make sure it's not got salmonella in it, and we'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be friends. It- it's uh, it's it's a little bit tricky in a fried egg on rice as well as well I find because you sort Slides of break off. up awkwardly with a bloody <laughs> chopstick in it. Difficult, <laughs> got to stab it. Uh, number eleven, yeah. salt grilled Pacific soury fish. I don't think you know what that is. I don't even remember having it myself, but I probably have. Number ten is salted salmon. Now that is huh. probably number one on the list of things you'll get when you go to a traditional traditional Japanese inn. Um, yeah, you're a fan of salted salmon. It's pretty good. Never had it salted salmon. It's just what? It's just it, it, is it just um, uncooked salmon with covered no, in no, bloody it's cooked. salt? It's it's usually oh, it's cooked. cooked and sort of pan fried it a little bit, but it right. can be a bit hard. But it's it's good. Lots of bones in it though, so be careful when you do eat it, lest right. you okay. have an unpleasant experience. Number nine, mm. we're in the top ten now. Hamburg steak, a big <laughs> kind of meatloafy style dish. Are yeah. you a fan of that? I, I don't mind that. Up. I like it when you go. I like it when you go to a uh, a mid range, well, not even mid range, a very low low range, uh, big kind of like conveyor belt sushi place. You'll occasionally like, see a little dish going past <laughs> where it's like a little yeah. baby sushi, little baby lumber sushi with a tiny little hamburger <laughs> on top, and it's very adorable, uh, but uh, unspeakably tasteless. Ish, they are really bad. They're so. Mm. It's like flavourless mm. rubber. Number eight, uh, one of my favourites, tonkatsu, fried pork cutlet. Yeah, high fives for that. Lovely. That's a 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah. Number seven, yakiniku, literally grilled sort of meat, which yes, I had the other day. And yes, please. I always feel built, guilty when I have yakiniku because it's just so damn fatty, but it goes pretty. <laughs> you need the sort of rice to cancel out the fattiness of it. And a nice that beer. Sense. A nice and a beer. Oh. In number six, we have natto, which I can't do. I don't know if you can do it. Can you? <laughs> I, eat I natto? think. I think. I think the uh, it might. It might sort of balance out. Maybe a little bit of um, a bit of soy on some uh, rice might balance out the kind of the the, the aggressive flavors of the natto. So I've never tried them mm. together, but uh, it wouldn't be a bad breakfast, I think, because natto it's very. Um, well, I guess it's got a lot of protein. It gives you a lot of energy, like like eating it's nuts so for breakfast horrible, or beans for breakfast. But so it is pungent. just a situation where you'd need uh, maybe just uh, the, the rice provides a bit of ballast, bit of bit of weight to it. <laughs> ballast, and get a peg for your nose to put over your nose <laughs> if you do eat it. It's so bad. Number five, we have spicy cod roe, um, also known as mentaiko, something I mm. simply can't eat. It's kind of like red orange slabs of fish eggs and. 
Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. They're very like a weird, spicy, salty flavor that it's like <laughs> having your tongue electrocuted. So, like, you know, when you lick a battery, which, you know, yeah. I do every day, it's a bit like that. Imagine licking a battery, <laughs> but not as fun. Uh, number four, yeah. we have uh, Mabu Dofu, Mapo Tofu, sorry, which is uh, kind of like, you, you must have had this. It's kind of like a Chinese dish, and you have mm. the rice, and it's sort of mixed in with ground meat, red peppers, yeah. Sichuan peppers, Chinese chili paste, black beans, tofu. It's pretty good, but quite a heavy thing. It's quite a heavy thing. And after you have not this- for breakfast. It's not a breakfast dish, no. You'll fall asleep after having this. <laughs> Number three, we have gyoza, um, which I think it's quite a good one. Yeah. Because gyoza do have strong flavors. You know, the garlic, the onions, chives, the rice can sort of balance it out, right? Interesting. Well, it's just because it's kind of like, it's almost like pasta and rice, isn't it? You're doubling up on the pasta a little bit. On the dumplings. It is a bit of a carb <laughs> overload. Uh, number yeah. two, chicken karyage. That's yes, a good please. one. That's a solid yes, one. Yes, please. And in number one, first place, can you guess what it is? And I don't think you're looking at the list, so you can't cheat, right? Um, I. What would it be? Is it not like that? Car- it's probably. It's probably some kind of like deep, rich pork or beef dish, maybe. Uh, yeah, something beefy. Something beefy. Well, close on the pork front, on the meat front, it is shoga yaki, stir-fried pork uh, fried with ginger sauce. And we, it's just so it's good. It is very good because it's quite a flavorful dish. You need the sort of rice to balance it out a little bit so it doesn't overwhelm your mouth. But uh, Mm. that's a pretty good list there. I think if I had to choose one thing on the list, I would go with, you know what? I'd probably go raw egg. I do love a good raw egg with soy sauce. I do like a raw egg. Delicious. Make me very hungry because I've not eaten yet. <laughs> you haven't eaten yet? Not eaten what, you haven't yet, eaten no. at all? Oh, no. No. What you, 10 to 11, what starving. Have lunch? What are you going to have? Raw eggs? I've done, just get back on eat the train. Egg. Probably eat a Snickers or something. <laughs> a Snickers chocolate bar. Shocking, <laughs> Pete. To be honest, I had a McDonald's for lunch, so I can oh. hardly talk. We'll be back in a moment with the fax machine and your questions. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. 
Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And we're back with the Fax Machine. What have we got this week from our listeners? Mr. Donaldson. Oh, a truncated Fax Machine includes Lena. Hello, Lena. Dear Chris and Pete, I was wondering if you, Chris, would consider writing a culinary travel guide to Japan. What do you think the last 10 minutes was, Lena? <laughs> it's just going, what goes with rice? Um, all the best from beautiful Freiburg uh, in Brisgau? Brisgau, Brisgau, uh, southern Germany. Oh, interesting. I, oh. I didn't know Freiburg was even in southern Germany. I just know. I, I, I generally know Germany from the football teams, but I don't really know where everything is. <laughs> Your knowledge uh, of Geography is all through football, isn't it? Yep. I love it. Pretty much. Pretty much. A culinary travel guide. I mean, I'd like to do a... I've been to all 47 prefectures as of mm. like last month. So yeah. I'd like to do something. But I just feel like books are a thing of the past when it comes to travel, right? I feel like videos are more... Videos mm. are better, aren't they? Don't you think? Is right. Books, travel books, they just feel a bit outdated. Like whenever I, if I pick up a travel book about Japan, it will list like mm. 10 of the most obvious things. Like go to the King Kakuchi Temple, go to Sensoji in Akasakusa. Yeah. Like it's all stuff that every guidebook has. And then sometimes they'll list a restaurant, but there won't be any reviews. You know, I feel like mm. the world sort of moved on from guidebooks. A little well, bit. The, the, problem, the problem with Japan is that they open and close restaurants at a rate of bloody knots. So you could be... Rec- I've done this mm. so many times. I've written like a list of things I like to do and things I like to see. Right, uh, yeah. And you have to go for the Himeji Castle and the, and the, and the Inari Shrines and stuff because you're kind of in a situation where a lot of the shops will... A lot of shops and restaurants will just arrive, uh, do a couple of years and then disappear and you'll never be seen mm. off again. So your, your guide would be out of date very, very quickly, I think, if you did anything commercial, let's say. My dreams of a culinary guidebook destroyed before my eyes. I don't know. I think I'd just rather just do videos, to be honest, Elena, and eat my way through Japan with yeah. Wagyu and sushi and whatnot. I think that's the way forward. And I think you can sort of capture the, the atmosphere of somewhere a lot better in a video than you can with a book. But I do want to write a book one day. I'll call it Abroad in Japan. Uh, uh, that's it. There's no. That's, that's it. it. That's, all you, that's all you got. The publisher would be like, "Oh, well, um, we need something that really sort of sums up what you do, Chris, uh, and not just a recooking of the, the title of your YouTube channel." And you say, "Yes, let's call it a bronze Japan." No further questions. <laughs> I'm leaving. What, what would you call it? A fraud in Japan. What would you call man. it? A lonely a man. man trying to fill his man. heart and his soul with karaage. <laughs> <laughs> the, the karaage the diaries cumbersome title to a book ever written <laughs> I don't know I'll call it something clever and brilliant I'll think about it near the time but I, I think I'd rather just write about like living in Japan for 10 years and all the weird stuff I've done because I've got a lot of stories mm. that I haven't talked about haven't spoken about um, oh. and by that point I'll be able to talk about my time as a teacher and my time living right. there a bit more openly um, because everyone there will have forgotten me and I'll just change their names and be able to tell you I private stories and things that 
I probably shouldn't reveal. We got one Tell here from alls. Elijah. Elijah. Uh, Elijah. It says, Dear Chris and Pete. But he repeats, Hi, Chris and Pete. It's Dear Chris and Pete. Hi, Chris and Pete. Uh, my question <laughs> is regarding motorsport in Japan. Have you ever considered taking part in Japanese motorsport? Or rather, have you ever had the interest to visit the Suzuka Grand Prix? Uh, it must be Suzuki Grand Prix? Suzuka Grand Prix? Where most Japanese racing leagues are held. I, for one, think that it would make for an exciting YouTube video. Much love from Singapore. Sincerely, Elijah. Um, what do you reckon, Pete? Are you big on motorsport? I, I saw you uh, doing the drift uh, challenge with the uh, oh, yeah. with the trash test boys, and you you, you wussed out of that one. So, <laughs> so I don't <laughs> think you, I don't, think you, I don't think you've got the uh, the the high octane heart of a How true Japanese driver. <laughs> Bollocks! Somebody had to do the drain. They did offer. They did sort of say, "Do you want to do it?" And I was like, "No." I've no, <laughs> thank you. I think four, four, three's already too many. Four's just a bit silly <laughs> to have on the camera. But uh, I did do the drone. That was really fun. Like Connor and Joey and Gant, they'd sort of drive towards the drone. I'd have to like race out of the way just in time. Um, it was it was good, but like I not really my thing to be honest. It's one of those sort of topics that. I'm not that big on. And so mm. my lack of enthusiasm would probably show in the video. So unfortunately, probably not, Elijah, unless Pete Donaldson comes over and convinces me to <laughs> do it. Becomes a big, suddenly becomes a big motorsport fan. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. you got one here from... Oh, Yamamoto. Yamamoto. Oh, there is. Oh, Yamamoto oh yes, Yoster. it is. Yes, sorry. Over to you, Pete. <laughs> Uh, my name is Yamamoto Yoshida. I am a junior high school student in Shizuoka. Um, I have only one question, which is, is it only me or is Japan getting really cold? <laughs> oh, I think Yamamoto Yoshida might very well be the most British uh, Japanese junior huh. high school uh, student in Shizuoka because uh, that's all we talk about on the podcast because we're, we're, we're British. What's your opinion or any experience regarding this? In my experience, on Monday... I do my daily routine. I get ready to go to school. Then uh, when I open my front door, it was, oh, no, it's fucking freezing. Oh, it's fucking freezing. And they said effing freezing in the email. Um, I decided to change my um, seifuku to winter uniform. Best of luck, Chris and Pete. Now, I know the word fuku is clothing. What is seifuku? Is it kind of like warm, uh, my uniform or something? I presume it's something like uniform anyway. Yeah, it means uh, uniform. Fuku means clothes. Ah. Se means system or law or rule. Ice. So se ah, cool. Law clothes. Clothes of the law. Law clothes. But yeah, uniform. <laughs> uniform. Ah, <laughs> smashing. This doesn't sound like a Japanese junior high school student from Shizuoka. My name is Yamamoto Yoshida, but then he writes like just a, a guy from like Bournemouth. Like it's very, very suspicious. Isn't it cold? Really? But he's very, he's very suspicious. suspicious. His English is very good for a junior high school student in uh, in Japan. That's pretty. It's pretty impressive. I um, Japan is getting cold. It's, it's becoming winter. Did you see in the news the uh, the other day that the former Japanese prime minister? I think oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, Taro Aso, maybe Taro Aso, mm. maybe he said that because of global warming, Hokkaido's rice has got more delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? Cool. I mean, it, I mean, he he sounds comment. like one of those mad Republicans who turns up to the Senate with a with a snowball. Um, is that kind of like? Um, is that him sort of saying that it's a good thing, and the rice has yeah, become? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, okay, good. Good on him. Good on him, <laughs> mad old bugger. 
talking absolute <laughs> shite. Maru Baka. And Tarasso on Monday said that rice on the northernmost main island of Hokkaido has become tastier thanks to global warming. A remark likely to raise eyebrows of climate campaigners. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know why it's made it tastier, though. Maybe they can grow rice more of the year round. More, more. I, I, Chris, I, I think, uh, Chris, I think you might be talking shit, mate. <laughs> I think you might be an idiot <laughs> making a point about something he knows little about. I think you know more about it than he does. <laughs> I, I'd love to just go in front of like the UN and just be like, to be honest, if you think about it, climate change is great. Better rice, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Tastier rice in Hokkaido. Yeah. It's worth it- all the damage. When Get I'm watching the super bikes in the uh, Japanese, I don't know, the motorsport arena of Yamazaki or whatever it's called, I uh, I can notice that the wheels on the the bike, they, when they squeal around a corner and it makes a little bit of smoke, it's just a little bit more smoke. It makes it more exciting because it's warmer. Yeah. See, global warning, good thing. <laughs> That's, uh, the, 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 the topics covered in today's podcast from radioactive bore genocide to, <laughs> <laughs> to the global warming to rice. But I mean, the good thing is now that Hokkaido's rice is delicious, apparently, at least yeah. we know 20 foods to have it with, don't we? Raw yes, eggs and, uh, and a bit of pork. Keep the stories, Beautiful. questions, comments coming into Abroad Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week with the podcast, guys. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have a great few days and we'll see you to do it all over again later in the week. Have a good one. Pass the crab, Claw. in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>